Whew. You guys are monsters. <laughs> Wow. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Sweat It, the show inside a sauna. I'm Jen Kramer, here with my talented co-host, Andre Jick. What's up? And with our guest today, Florian Kohler. Hey, how are you? AKA Venom Trick Shots. Now, Florian is an 11-time Guinness World Record holder, specifically in pool trick shots. That's right, some of the stuff you will do with these billiard trick shots unbelievable in fact later on stay tuned because we have some really cool shots that florian did with us incorporating us we're going to show that to you as our cool down we just filmed some great stuff first we'll start at level one and then we're going to go to level five with each and every level it's going to get hotter and hotter and by level five florian it's going to feel like over 500 degrees on your body Yeah, that sounded fun in the beginning, now I'm already regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we It'll shall see, I don't know. It'll be fun. What's interesting is outside, it's actually almost freezing. It's really, yeah, really it, cold. Yeah, it is cold in yeah. Vegas for us. Yeah. yeah. And this is after, by the way, just a quick spoiler alert, Florian just hit a pool ball into a shoe that Andre was holding between his legs. So this is oh, yeah, Andre's revenge for now. The, that's the finale. Yeah, that <laughs> is the Florian finale. In the hot yeah. sauna. This is so my revenge too. This is that. true. No, he just made us close right away. That's all it was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is the best icebreaker or, or other breaker. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, heartbreaker or, or, or baby breaker. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Florian, for anyone who doesn't know what it is you do, tell people what it is you do. Okay, so I do a pool trick shot. So it's basically the artistic version of billiards. And uh, it's not like you're dancing on a table or nothing like that. It's just you try to make some cool shots with a pool table and, you know, think of it about the table as a blank canvas and try to make something cool out of it. That's awesome. So, okay, so here's a quick question I always wondered. So as a magician, uh, as a guy who did cardistry for like 20 years, I worked with Nat Geo one time and they wrote a script for me. And in that scene, in that episode, I was supposed to be a pickpocket, right? So I'm reading the script and I'm like, why did you guys hire me as a pickpocket? I do card tricks. And they were like, oh, but you're so good with cards. Of course you could pickpocket, right? So it's interesting. Do you have that same sort of dynamic where people assume that just because you can do cool trick shots, does that make you a good pool player? Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay. But in a way, uh, it's still kind of close, right? Okay. So, I mean, I did play national level and anything. And I do can play pretty good. I mean, I can, you know, run a few rocks here and there. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a very different sport at yeah. high level, right? High level pool is very mental. It's, a, it's very difficult. You need a lot of practice. And, you know, rather than playing eight hours a day playing normal pool, all I do is, is you know, it's pool trick shots. So, it's kind of a different sport. Compare it more like to... A guy that does a Tour de France on a bike and a guy that does a triple bike flick in a BMX. They're all on a bike, but it really right. is different at the end of the but day. But I imagine you could teach me a bunch of tricks and I, I could scare people into thinking that I'm good when in reality I'm not maybe that good. I could just do cool trick shots. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's basically true. how I make a living. So Really? <laughs> yeah. With these billiard artistic pool shots, you put on a show and we first met each other at my magic show correct yeah so we were at westgate and you were there for the apa the american pool association big conference that happens every year which is always so much yeah. fun having all the pool players around it's such a great group and so when you put on a show what does that show look like 
Well, a little bit of what you guys are gonna see afterward, really. It's uh, it's a mix of comedy. It's a kind of one man show, but it's still some cool shots. I involve the public a lot, kind of like you do actually, because I think public interaction is very important. And really, it's based on the fact that it can be for non pool player and pool player. So I kind of gauge it, I do a little bit, and then uh, go from you know low level to kind of high levels. And end of the day, I'm trying to get people to have a good time and just have fun. So. And you've invented a lot of these shots yourself. Thousands of shots, more than 10,000 even, you were telling us. Before. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind, I've been doing that for 15 plus years. So it's been a long road. And uh, yeah, I started, I was like everybody else reading books, right? I mean, sure you learn magic, magic reading books. It wasn't even videos really. So read the books, do the shots that's in the books. And after you know a few years, I'm like, man, I know all the shots in the books. So I'm going to do my own stuff. And I was the beginning of YouTube and I started to post videos and here you go. And next thing I know, you know, it's just like uh, so, so you, hitting views. You learn from books and videos? Books or? and videos of I only, yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And how fast did you learn pretty much everything? Actually, two years. Two years yeah. to yeah, where honestly. you were proficient. Yeah, I had a pool table when I was 18, didn't know how to play at all. So I started to look at everything I could. And then two years later, I was like already starting to travel and go to the US and play tournaments. Whoa, that's wow. incredible. And you say go to the US, you mean from? From France, yeah. From, from where France. I'm from, yeah. Okay. And why, why did you come to the U.S.? Well, unfortunately, I would love for Europe to be a pool country, but it really isn't. I mean, okay. it's a sport, don't get me wrong, but it's just not very developed. And if I had to take a chance that was here, all the action is here. So Right. And yeah. you've been able to become a 11 Guinness World Record yeah. holder. How does that work? What are some of the records? I think it's like every achievement in life. Like, you know, <laughs> the first one's really cool, right? Yeah. And I remember the first one, I'm going to Italy in Rome for like that TV show is like a very legendary host for the Guinness World Records. I'm like, this is going to be so cool, right? And I come there and I, I learn I have a like a competitor with me. I'm like, man, I thought I was just going to beat it, you know, because I knew the mark was really easy. So I go into it. But anyway, I destroyed the guy and uh, I destroyed the record. So I was like, this is really cool. And the first one was just awesome, right? Do you remember that what that record was? Yeah, I think so. It was the most ball pocketed over an obstacle in a minute. So it was like jump shots. Okay. And I think it was like 35 balls, which you'd think is not too bad, you know, a ball That sounds really seconds, hard. In right? one minute. Yeah. Wow. And I just, uh, I just obliterated it and it was like 60, 65 balls, I think I did on this one. So they didn't even have enough balls. We actually stopped. There was like five seconds left. I'm like, hey, I need more balls, guys. You know, <laughs> it was just the way it is. So yeah, from there, Guinness kind of, kind of took a liking. So I did a bunch of others and a few different events that we could. And then, uh, you know, I have so many, but I think the coolest one I've done lately is during COVID when we're all stuck here. You know how it is. I mean, it's brutal when you're uh, an artist, right? So I just needed something to keep my mind busy. So I did a 24 hours marathon by myself, just doing the most trick shot possible in 24 hours. So how how do you create a world record? Because this is something I've always thought about. Like, do people just come up with the category or... Or, or does it already exist and that's something that Guinness creates? So chances are it already exists. That's what they like. You can create a new one, but it's a little tricky because you have to follow certain guidelines and it doesn't make a lot of sense necessarily. Uh, so I'd say for mine, probably half of them are new and half of them already existed anyway. Interesting. Huh. And so what what are some of the, the craziest trick shots that you've done, I suppose? <laughs> the craziest trick shot I've done? Yeah. Are we going to go straight into that? Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Right, that's that's going to be a level uh, two question, though. Yes. Let's, let's go to level two right so, now. I think so, yeah. Okay, are you ready for level two? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good right now, so... Never mind, I can feel it already. Yeah, we're slowly building up. All right, so craziest trick shot? Oh, wow, look at that. It fogged up. Do we have to wait for that? <laughs> I think we do. Do you know what time it is, Florian? <laughs> no. It's squeegee time. 
Look at that. Like a professional. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I what I'm doing. So we run a professional operation over here. That is such a crazy setup. A lot easier to film the spicy thing. I know, right? <laughs> you didn't pick an easy one, did you? No. So, Florian, craziest trick shots you've done? Okay, craziest trick shots, I don't know. It's hard to say because there's so many. I can tell you crazy spaces we did. I mean, we've done one at the airport in Vegas with helicopter flying around. How to do the shot in between the helicopter moving is casting so much wind, the pool balls were moving themselves. We've done one in the desert here. Okay. Uh, we've done one Valley of Fire, which is insane because we had to move the table and push it around like a bunch of, you know, it, it was sure. not fun. It was really hard and on the gravel and everything. So that was uh, very ambitious. Uh, Mayweather Boxing Club. I mean, you name it, really, we've done it. Uh, NASCAR. Whoa. I think the, the coolest shot I've done is probably for Dude Perfect, though. It's hard to say. It was probably one when we shot from a second story. A bunch of... Uh, I don't even know how far that was. There was really far. So the ball goes into the rail, goes in the air, shoot it off the air, it goes into a hole-in-one for a golf, like a little golf thing. It's this stupid. is incredible. So I watched this video. Yeah. This is amazing. And then you guys jumped up on the table to celebrate. I was like, that is the coolest. It goes flying over. Yeah. Did you, guys, did you come up with that or did they choreograph that? No, or? no, I basically come up with most of the stuff, really. I mean, they helped, you know, because they have all the crazy setup, obviously, right. so it does help. Uh, they came up with a bunch of the moving ones in between the car, the cars and stuff, so which was really cool. But now that one was my idea and it was pretty stupid, actually. So I broke a full queue doing it. It little exploded. And then uh, it took a, probably about an hour to make it, which is crazy because you got to get lucky. So wow. Speaking of things exploding, too, I saw in that collab with Dude Perfect, at one point... You aimed and hit a glass bottle, and the bottle shatters, and there's this oh, yeah. gorgeous slow-mo shot of the shattering, and it really is artistic. It's so cool Sugar to see glass how bottle. much creativity there is yep. yeah, that goes into it, for That's sure. incredible. How was it like filming with them? Were they... Oh, really cool. I mean, really you know, cool, it's yeah. dude perfect. It's legendary, you know. But Did I they shot... reach out to you? And... Yeah, so yeah. I shot two collabs. One of them was when they're not small but you know less less big let's just say this way right in the first small studio they had and stuff which was really cool and uh yeah they had built a lot of props to put a lot of thought into it and then the second one was kind of more on the fly but in their new studio which was sick because the space is amazing and you can just kind of sky's the limit and you know with a big team and everything is, is great so are you able to charge your clients technically now more because you have more to put on your reels or no i don't think it works that way really no, okay. no sadly i mean do you have like a reel that you send to clients or how do you get booked do you have an agent you know it's pool so it's kind of a niche sport so it doesn't really it's it's kind of all over the place so right. obviously i've got contacts all over vegas for you know corporate gigs i got a guy in florida that helps me for some stuff so we have a bunch of different agents and different people but at the end of the day it's not like an exclusive thing because i do everything myself and then i to be fair you know i do love the small gigs in pool room rather than sometimes the big corporate gigs as well so you know, obviously the money is different so you can't you can't complain but it's uh it, it's all fun all around really uh, i mean i just just was it three days ago for the amazon comp, uh stuff that was in town had a had a really cool show when we did a little tournament for the people at the company that would break some stuff and then i just made fun of them and they just loved it so that's awesome are you continually coming up with new things as well for different clients or different collaborations because you mentioned dude perfect you've done yeah. so many cool collabs are you always coming up with new things you know what it's funny it kind of just works organically and you don't even have to think about it, it just kind of works every like ball sports kind of worked i mean i had juggling collabs work great magic magic collabs card throwing collabs all work good so 
And lately we had a guy that does uh, precision trick shots, some cups and card throwing as well. And it's really cool. I mean, it always kind of works out. How would people, How okay, what's a typical client that would hire you? Is it mostly corporate people? It's or all over the place, All man. over the place. It goes okay. from, yeah, it goes like for a massive company that I may not even name, or it could be like NASCAR or something like that, you know, really mm-hmm. big. They would go for, or a casino, you know, sweet casinos have a lot of pool tables in their big suites. So, uh, I mean, I've went from doing shows for like big corporation to like drug dealer, I won't even lie to you. Really? To actually, you know, little bars. And, and it's all fun, really. I asked because I remember as a magician, one of the ways that I would get gigs is either through word of mouth or through magic friends yeah. of mine, where it's like, oh, I can't make this gig, go, Andre, you know, take this client. And most of my clients were corporate clients, whether it was a casino or whatever yeah. it was. And I would charge probably two and a half to 3000 for like walk around, which maybe for one to three hours, essentially. I would yeah, get so booked. three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So for either like a, you know, like a banquet or a award ceremony, something like that. It was a lot of fun, but it's it can also be really stressful. It's a very grueling job. I mean, before COVID, I remember I think I took 120 flights that year, so it was pretty solid. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, I yeah. didn't travel that much. I didn't perform quite as much as I would have liked to, but that's because I wasn't being hired. Like, it, mm-hmm. and it sounds crazy, like oh, three grand for you know three hours, but I would do that like once every couple months. Yeah, unfortunately, the corporate gigs are not as as big, you know. But it is word of mouth that really makes it so. Mm-hmm. For me, it's kind of good because I have those corporate gigs, but in the same time, I can do the smaller stuff as well. And I do love to do it as well, so I, I don't mind. And the good news, you can kind of double dip on the merch and all this stuff. So, it, it's, you do, know, it works out well, Do honestly. you teach people how to do what you do? Oh, yeah, I do lessons as well, of course. So okay. people visiting in town, you know, they can basically call me and we do lessons as well. So, yeah. And so far, you've mentioned the idea of doing these shows that are artistic pool shows. Yeah. You'll do lessons. And we had also been talking before filming about some other ways, some other revenue sources. So can you talk a bit more about different ways that someone can potentially make money doing what you do? Well, so the funny thing is pool is a very niche sport, right? So niches are good because you don't have tons of competition, but it's bad because usually the money is not quite where it should be, right? I always used to say, and I, I can compare it to like a, a golf trick shot artist, for example, right? And it was funny because, yeah, I did that one show. I'm like, oh, I got like three grand on this guy. It's great. You know, perfect, right? It sounds about normal rate. Then I talked to these guys. Uh, it's a long drive, uh, you know, golf, whatever. And he took like 15K. I'm like, what? You know, just just the same thing, really. And, I, you know, in all honesty, sure. I thought my thing was actually better. Sure. Longer and, you know, more thought through. So uh, it's, it's you know, I always said if I was doing that in golf, I would be, you know, a millionaire all over and just, you know, fine. But uh... Well, in the magic world, we also have something similar. So a- as a magician, you could get hired as a magician. But if you want to increase your rate like 5x, you would bill yourself either as a speaker or a mentalist. So a mentalist in magic is somebody who would read your mind. Yeah, yeah. And those guys would book, yeah, like 15K, you know, wow. starting rates. Interestingly enough, it's all still magic too. Yeah. But the presentation and the package of who that person is and what they're able to do, whether it's on stage or whatever, it's, it, it seems so much more grander and bigger. But yeah, it's, it's very it's, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's all about how you market yourself. I always thought magic and pool were kind of close in a way too because it is niche, but it's still a big sport. And same, I mean, a big thing at the same time, right? I mean, sure. Pool is sure. actually the third most played sport in the world. Bet that's, you didn't know that, right? That sounds like a Crazy, statistic right? from like the 1950s. No, I know. It's a true <laughs> thing. Listen, you go to any country in the world, they know a version of pool. I mean, it's you, England. You go to, you know, play so snooker you're, or You're talking about worldwide. Worldwide. There is no, I mean, it's bigger than hockey, baseball, anything what? like that. Bigger. Yeah. Somebody's got to cross-reference that I'm, 
I'm telling you, it's true. It's <laughs> fascinating. I guess many people in their lives at some point have played pool. Well, I mean, think about it. You know, ask 10 friends, have you ever had played pool in your life? That's true. I'm sure 9 out of 10 will say yes. A ton of people have a pool table at home. Ask yeah, them, true. you know, have you ever played hockey? They'll be like, I don't know, maybe one or two, right? That's I never true. played hockey. That's a good point. I don't know. That's a good point. Wow, I didn't know it was that big. So the third biggest sport in, yeah. in the world. Yeah. So are there certain areas of the world where pool is most popular? Yeah. Uh, so absolutely, Asia, China. I mean, like a superstar out there usually, which is very funny. Wow. Uh, yeah, you go there, and it's just they follow you everywhere. I mean, that, granted, you do a TV show in China, it's like a hundred million people watching, so it's a little bit different. So, um, so another way, I guess, to make money is through tournaments. Tournaments, unfortunately, for trick shots, not quite as many. We used to have them on the ESPN, but that's kind of out of the way now. Mm -hmm. uh, we got replaced, sadly, by cornhole and stuff like that. So, okay. uh, no comments. Sure. <laughs> but uh, in all fairness, too, you know, uh, tournaments are cool, uh, but they don't make a lot of money. And on top of that, you got to win to make money. So if you well, do a gig, you know, what are great. some grand prizes? How, how much? What's like the biggest for pool? Pool or trick yeah, shots? For pool. Pool in general. I mean, if you get you know 50k for winning a major, it's a lot. Right. So, and that's the top, top of the line. It's so, mostly so, less than so that. So it's interesting because I imagine most pool guys, is that their main career or do they have something they sort of do as a job on no, the side? No, you, you got to have a secondary job almost. Uh, I would say maybe the top 10 in the US lives well out of it. That's about it. And it's a very, very difficult sport because mm -hmm. it's so mental. And again, I'll come back to, you know, normal pool is the only sport that I know of that you could play in a final world championship and not have a shot. You literally could lose the, the lag, which is called the lag when you decide who breaks. The guy can literally break and run eight rocks in a row and call you good. Go home. Really? So you, I mean, you there's there's a there's a way that you could play with someone and not even get a single turn. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a, a coin flip essentially. It's, it's happened before. I mean, mainly it's the break. You know, most of the time you will have a chance if you alternate break or whatever. But if it's a winner break formats and the guy just runs every table, you know, you may not have a shot. Wouldn't it make sense to have like a like a rematch, or like a round two or something? No, I mean, it's a long sport, you know, it's pretty long, so it would take a while, it'd probably take an hour or something, so... How, what's like the average length of time that you play a game? Um, yeah, about an hour, I'd say, a race, race to, you know, eight probably for an hour or something like that. An hour for yeah. one complete game, yeah. which is just one game or several rounds? No, no, several racks, like several a full rounds. race to eight, like you could be eight, seven at the end, yeah. Oh, I see, yeah. eight games, yeah. got it. No, it would be more like, you know... Potentially 15. Are, are there any sort of uh, tricks that you can impart on people that gets you like 80% of the way there? Is there any sort of verbal tricks that you like? Like in chess, for example, it's like you control the four squares in the middle of the board. Not quite, but I would say in pool, if you control the center of the table, you usually get away with it as well. Interesting. The problem is the patterns are very random after the break, so there's not as much control in it as we want to. So we always fight to control the break. If you control the break, control the table, but it's very difficult. You so when you say control the break, what does that mean? After the, the first, you know, the, when the rock's put together, you try to control as much as possible the outcome, even though it's a basically random uh, possibility. I see. Yeah. Mm. It's fascinating to me, too, how you have such a degree of control over where each ball is going to go. You would see the balls all racked up and you'd go, the seven will go there, the five will go there, the two's going to go there. I'd be like, wow, that, that to me is really fascinating. It's, it's really a science. It's like you've studied so clearly the top spin and the back spin yeah. and where you hit each ball. And you can, it seems like pretty accurately predict where each ball is going to go. It is very predictable. I mean, all honestly, it's all geometry and symmetry usually, you know, all of it. So we have literally tangents and whatever. We use as many systems as possible. And the end of the day, it's a very statistical game because you're you're based yourself on statistics on where you're going to put the next ball, what's your highest percentage to go from there, right? So you always think ahead too. So kind of in chess, usually at least five moves ahead. 
if not, you know, you kind of leave yourself down to, you know, something bad can happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you ever seen the movie Bedazzled? I don't believe so. It's uh, with Brendan Fraser where he makes a, a deal with the devil for seven wishes. Huh. And uh, in the beginning, in the opening scene of the movie, or at least one of them, uh, there's a pool table and he breaks the shot or I don't remember if the devil does but it's like all the balls scatter into all the pockets yeah. all at once is that a trick shot that's even possible not possible every time you see that on, on any social media you know it's a fake really now you can make 15 balls in one shot but in a special pattern wait you wait, cannot... wait you can make 15 balls in one shot yeah. in a yeah, special easily. pattern yeah. but they have to be arranged just so exactly. the table it can't be in the triangle absolutely yeah in a triangle it's a, ran- it's a randomization of so it's not possible yeah. oh okay mm-hmm. And and what is the difference between like the triangle game that we play and also sometimes there's like that diamond initial formation? Okay, so the diamond one is for what we call nine ball, the ones at the top, the nines in the middle, and you go making the balls in order, whoever makes the nine ball wins. Okay. So you can also combo and, and carry them. So meaning if you shoot the one to the nine, make the nine, you win. That's what we call ride the nine. So what is the uh, significance of that game in comparison to like the, the other one nine ball is actually huge right now it's uh, it was a better um it's a faster game invented for tv uh looks I looks kind of better uh made the game faster more offensive there is a lot of safety as well but more exchange than just eight ball eight ball after a while it gets a little too easy and uh you know let's say we're playing together right and you're playing eight ball you're probably never gonna win if we're playing nine ball you may have a chance because the ball is made the one may line up with the nine after the break and just may have one shot at it and boom you got one point right so essentially also kind of evens out and you know americans love handicap stuff so nine ball is much easier to handicap as well so it's considered a handicap it's, i ball. mean it's not it's it's a fair real game and at high level there is no handicap at all but okay. it's just more action out of it more more fun really because you know if somebody makes a nine on the break they win i mean it's amazing right i, I got Imagine so, what so, many, so many more so questions, many questions but i gotta go we gotta go to level it's already hot level, so right? moving Next on to level. level three is it level three only jeez it's getting hotter <laughs> funny so well let's first absorb this because uh, uh, it hits me first always <laughs> you guys are monsters you look you're nice jen <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you get away with it huh True. You sent her to find the customers, and I put on a lovely, nice magic Whew. show, which lulls you into a, a feeling of comfort, and then we subject you to this. So it's funny. Venom asks me, he's like, "So do you want to play, or do you want me to show you some trick shots?" I was like, "Nah, I don't want to play. Where I'm going to get destroyed." And then you showed me a couple trick shots, and, and you did something with the with the felt with the with the material the fiber of of the pool table and you're like oh this is too sticky and too grabby and then i'm like oh yeah that's why i can't make my shots it's because i don't don't have the right (laughs) the the right felt if it were a different felt you would have gotten every single one it's funny i asked that because as magicians also it it's like we have our special cards and they have to be conditioned in a perfect way <laughs> which makes certain moves a little bit easier I but feel like that is every art or every sport true. you'll have the person who's like oh you know this tennis racket the strings just weren't just right 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 oh, basketball true. were just so is, is there sort of like the Stradivarius of, of the pool uh, table so believe it or not my biggest problem is I cannot carry a pool table around the shows right okay so I gotta play on whatever equipment I get which in this case was your table which is very fair 
Now, is it great? Nah, I won't lie to you. It's not that great. Sure. But it was only $6,000. Can you make it great? <laughs> Absolutely. Get a better cloth on it or whatever felt, whatever you could, call it. Could you replace the You can we can replace it. You know, maybe oh. the rubber. The rubber actually is pretty good. So a better set of balls and you're done, really. I, so. I, I never bought a pool table. The, the house that I bought, that I'm living in right now, it came with a pool table. I, I think the owners just didn't want to move it out because it's, it's so exactly heavy. exactly what it is. So fun fact, <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, of course, you knew this, but I didn't know this. This was after high school. I remember my friend was asking me for help to move a pool table. And I did not know that a pool table was made of three... What was the material called? Slates. 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 But, but, slates, but they're yeah. like, not granite, but they're... It, it's slate. I mean, it's just a rock. That, I mean, I've yeah. visited a slate quarry in China, and they literally go in the mountain and cut pieces of rocks right. and then just it, bring it, it down. It's, and, you know. it's a super insanely heavy... I want to say it was like 75 to 150 pounds. It's something ridiculous, like each slate. Uh, I mean, I don't even know in pounds. Let's say it's probably... Your table would be probably 150 kilo of slates so or three slates. Like yeah, 150, so 100 300 pounds of yeah. slates, yeah. Wow, see, that is crazy. And it makes it so perfectly straight. And it's interesting because I saw him set up some of the balls, and he does this thing, which if you ever want to scare your friends the next time you play <laughs> pool table, just just do what he did, which is like he, he grabbed a ball, and he's like, pop, and you like Tap hit it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tapped yeah. it, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the felt is actually not... It's not a piece of paper, right? It's not right. uniform. So it's a little, uh, how do you call it? Like grassy almost, right? Yeah. So you're trying to, you kind of just compress the fiber of the felt and you just kind of, it makes a little hole, divot. It's not a hole, it's divot. And uh, you make sure the balls are frozen together because all the tangents are based on frozen balls. So if they're not frozen, there's all a gap, it changes everything. So sometimes you need a gap. But most of the time, you don't want to have a gap. You want to make sure it's like frozen the right way. Mm, that's fascinating. Mm. Is, is there a sort of like the... I, I saw you have the carbon, sorry, sticks. Are they called the sticks? What are they called? Pool cues. Pool cues, yeah. okay. Cues. Man, I'm such an amateur. Uh, <laughs> sticks, you're all right. You sticks. get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets away with it. You had a carbon stick, a carbon fiber stick. You had a, a bendy one. You had all sorts of them. Yeah, I mean, it's just like golf again, you know, with their different uh, material for different holes, I guess, different surfaces. Right. Sort of the same. And, uh, and, and you have your own merch with it, too. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my own line of cues uh, from QTech, which is, you know, a really good company. They really had at the time, in my opinion, very uh, high tech stuff. Uh, we can adjust the weights, its balance, uh, yeah. everything else, and then the material makes it you know bendy, less bendy. You can really do a lot of different things, and uh, some shots require more bendiness, flexibility, some not. And end of the day, really, I'm trying to get you know as solid as possible, in you know, and as as good as you can for whatever shot that is. Mm. Florian was showing us the assortment of cues and how each one is used for something different, and some of them are laid on the table to participate in trick shots, but Absolutely. aren't actually used in play. Which is interesting as well. Yeah. Is there something that you look for specifically in the ones that are more props on the table? Yeah, so we have what we call props, actually prop cues or whatever, uh, cues. You know, I just use yours actually, which they just need to be the same length, mm -hmm. approximately straight, and that kind of worked. Mm. So right. Affiliate link down below. I get a cut. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go. He's going to sell pool cues now. <laughs> How much are they? You said like $300. That's I mean, it goes from, I'll say a low end that's decent. Don't go anything less than really 70 to $100. Okay. High end. I mean, up to 100k a Q. I mean, really, sky's the limit. 100k yeah. per Q. Whoa, what are they okay. made out of? What like, makes that so valuable? Unicorn. Well, all right. So horns. I don't Did know. Did a unicorn bless it? I know. First off, the material, right? So if you go with simple cues, usually there are stickers over it to make it the decor or no sticker at all. Just whatever. It's a piece of wood. It's got some you know stuff on it. Uh, then you go into what we call inlays. So if you have an inlays cue, means they have little 
decor in there, but it's basically woodwork. So it's a very thin woodwork, very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a very craft, uh, crafty uh, person. It's a very, it's, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a real job. Uh, they're called cue makers. So it's actually a full profession. And so depending how small the inlays are or how thin they are, it gets more expensive, right? So I would say good cue maker cues goes to up to 10 grand. So I have a cue at home that's actually 10 grand. Uh, it's just very thin. The decors, is, like, it's amazing. It's all handmade. Do little... you ever play with it, or are you? No, just... you don't even play with you it. You don't want to play with in it. In all yeah. fairness, it doesn't play that great. It just, it's just amazing, right? It's like it a collector's item. Amazing, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't want to play that good. In, in, you know, you don't bring it in a pool room. What how? Sure. Know, what's going to happen to you? I mean, somebody's going to take it and go home with it. I mean, what would I, <laughs> as a lay person, see that and be like, that looks expensive, or would I have no idea? Um, you would, but not. I, I bet you if I were to give you a $2,000 cue and a $200 cue, you wouldn't really know the difference. Right. Yeah. What about the difference between a $10,000 and a $200? Probably. One? Probably. Yeah, would yeah it, looks, it looks fancy, you know, it's just okay. got silver and stuff like that. Growing up, were you inspired to become a, a trick shot pool player or is that just something you found happenstance? Did maybe your parents show you? How did you kind of get inspired? No, really. So it's exactly what I said earlier. I got this, uh, I mean, I always kind of love pool, play with some un- uncles and whatever, but not, you know, not anything special. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was like 18, I think. And I heard this ad on the radio, somebody selling a pool table for really cheap, kind of like what you would do, you know, it's like, hey, I want this pool table, get rid of it, you know, give me a hundred bucks, take it. Right. So I did that, got this small pool table, didn't know how to play at all. So went from there and I'm like, okay, so I got, got to learn. So bought a few books, you know, looked at a few videos and that's really all it is. Did you know pretty soon after you started learning that you really loved it and you were interested in pursuing it full time? Uh, 100% knew I had a something for it. Didn't know that I could make a, a, a go for it. Uh, so actually, my parents forced me to still go to school. And I did get my degree, actually. So I'm actually a technical optometrist. Um, but after that, I started doing the job. I'm like, man, this is really boring. You know, I, I don't want to do it in my life. So it's like, hey, you know, let me go, give me six months. If I make a living out of it, just leave me alone. If not, I'll come back. No worries. So as an optometrist, if you ever have any issue with seeing any of the pool cues, you'll know just what to do. I just know that I don't like to have my glasses made here in the U.S. because I can't touch it, so it pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually go back to France and have a friend and, you know, go like, hey, I need this, give me that, well, so whatever. At what point did you realize, okay, I can really do this. I can make this my full-time Um, It kind of happened organically. So I was at this job that I didn't really like, and I'm like, okay, so... So then I started to travel, I had a show in the weekends, came back. I'm like, man, this is, you know, actually I could probably survive out of it. And France is, you know, you don't make a ton of money as I'm talking, it's just not the same as here. So it's like, you know, it could be worse and, you know, worse the experience at least. And yeah, so I went there, I was like, you know, rented a small, small uh, room in this, you know, in a big house with a bunch of people and, you know, started to do a few things, played every tournament I could play every week and, you know. Yeah, I met my wife, tried to, you know, get some money here, and then that was it, you know, and then we decided, like, okay, we can actually almost make something out of it, then we moved to Vegas, it's still pretty cheap back then, and like now, and uh, yeah, it was good, so, and the videos, of course, keep doing videos, yeah. Right, one thing that really struck me about you when we first met, too, I remember we were talking at our meet and greet, and it seems like you're somebody who's very business oriented. And I think you balance that well with the artistry of doing what you do and the creativity involved in that, but then also figuring out, okay, how do I take this creative artistic thing and turn it into a business that makes sense and yeah. make a living that way? Well, I think that's what differentiate really, you know, people in, in life. Cause I mean, a lot of people have talent and especially magic. A lot of them are very talented, right? But not all of them make it through, and it's maybe because they're lacking a little something. It's not that you have to sell your soul, but sometimes you just have to tell, you know, listen, I just got to do this. 
so I think my thing was to find a way to actually like doing this and, and that worked out in my direction because I didn't have to really focus too much on it. Uh, and when it starts to become work, then it's a little bit of a problem. But at the very beginning, I just love doing shows. You know, I love teaching people. I love showing them. So it doesn't didn't feel like work or business. Wow. Now he's a kid and life. It's a little different. You're like, okay, I got to pay this bill. I got to do this. It's a whole different ball game, right? So and speaking of a kid, by the way, you have a ten year old daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who I met and when you she all loved came you. To the show, oh, like your you. new hero, basically. Oh, thank <laughs> you. She's fantastic, and she is an expert card thrower herself. Yeah. Which is so exciting for me to see the next generation of young magicians and to see more young girls get into magic, which is historically this male-dominated field. It I am really so is. rooting for her. I'm so excited to see that this is something you know, that she's It's so funny. You'd have a, a laugh when you come to the house because there's cards everywhere, and she like, we have card battle, just throwing cards at each other. And she, she's just it. good. I mean, I find cards everywhere. You know, you go to the bathroom, man, what's the card doing here, you know? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me so much of what I was But hearing. I think she did your CD in like, I don't know, the, the two hours, whatever, after the show, she's already done all the tricks or trying to do them. So oh, that is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. You go, girl. Now, as a dad to a 10-year-old daughter who's interested in magic, and you're in a creative field as well, how do you feel about the idea of her potentially pursuing magic or any other creative pursuit, whether it's pool I mean, as a full-time career. I, I would love for her to do something like that. It's just, she's got to manage her expectation though, right? And sort of like what I did, you need a backup plan. Cause I feel like, you know, every kid nowadays is like, I want to be a YouTuber, right? And it's right. like, man, you got to have a backup plan because first off, it's a very short lifespan on it. At least, you know, in, in life, you know, if in terms of a full life and not a lot of people make it to that far that you can make a living out of it. So you better have something that, you know, you can uh, fall, back, you can on, fall sure. back on. But first off, you got to be probably the best at what you do and and just love what you're doing because then all the hours of practice, they don't really count. I mean, I love practicing. That's my, I think that's my quality really. So. Mm -hmm. And when you love something, yeah. I think that's when you're so motivated to practice and you can reach those levels of excelling at something without it feeling painful i mean there are yeah. always challenges to anything but if you love something it's like you're just inherently motivated to do it yeah it's 100 percent awesome. that i think if you love what you're doing it's really it comes naturally and opportunity will arise just because it makes you a better person as well too if you're just trying to fake your way in tough yeah. right. i feel like you're a great role model for that too between you and your wife and your daughter it's so funny what a great creative family actually you know what she wants for christmas she wants magic lessons. I don't even know it's a thing. Magic I don't lessons. know if it's a That's thing. Fun. I love I'm that. I'm like, how do you even get magic lessons? I don't know. We got Jen that. right here. Well, maybe she can do a new business too. Never. <laughs> well, sp speaking cool. of entrepreneurship, uh, you could sell your soul, which is uh, I've already done that. I've got nothing more. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. There's like two more levels to that thing. Yes. Is it normal that my glasses burns me? Oh yeah. Okay, I gotta get those normal. out of the way. <laughs> It's cold here somewhere? Nope. Uh-uh. Wow. It's just extreme heat difference. And you can't take my glasses out there? <laughs> oh, just, just put oh, it. Oh, yes. Oh, sure. Can, can you just open the door and like, give it to me? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Dylan. We can hand Thanks, to man. Dylan. Because they see them burning already. Yep. I saw you're smart. You didn't do it, so. You're oh, a good yeah. optometrist looking after the glasses. Making sure they survive. Damn. So let's say someone wants to be a professional trick shot player mm -hmm. or really anything, a magician mm -hmm. or pursue their craft what are some of the ways you can share with us that sort of helps you monetize and make money some of the way to help you monetize yeah when I mean, you definitely got to be on social media nowadays so follow the trends right you got to you got to be there 
Uh, you got to watch what other people are doing, see if you can do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I, f- I think it all comes down to how can you monetize your practice time, right? And for me, that's exactly what I did. It's like, okay, so I practice a lot. How can I monetize it, right? It was, the response was really simple. Just put a camera, see what happens, and, you know, get some good shots in there. Mm-hmm. And then it became kind of like the second nature of it. It's like, okay, so now with the camera, I have to create something instead of actually just having the, pra- the camera as a... As a abstract objects right. so, you know what I mean did you learn how to edit through filming yourself or? yeah yeah quite a bit so um, I'm not especially gifted I'll say at editing mostly because I, I don't like to do it sure uh, so if I can I'll just give it to somebody else really uh, and I think we just I have a this clear distinction between like homemade stuff and like professional stuff right and I know my place you know it's a real job so editing I feel like it's got to be for editing guys it's, it's so fascinating that <clears throat> so many of the people who do things that are visual sort of like the arts and crafts have a similar passion to cinematography mm-hmm. and video editing and I don't know what it is but it's like we have some visual eye about it's creating true. something I think it's about storytelling as well it's yes. like creating a narrative the problem is that you've got to represent your art the best way possible and, right. and just a random dude that just goes and put it in a desk may not have that right mm. so okay so social media is one of those things I know you sell merch uh, what are some other ways we can monetize uh, well, for me, the shows, obviously, shows, yeah. right? Performing. So going in person, and actually, this is probably the best monetization possible. Direct customers, still old school, but I mm-hmm. love it. And you're doing you a know. lot of shows. How many shows do you estimate you do per year? It, it sort of depends, because now I can kind of pick and choose, which is good. But I mean, I'll say pre-COVID, I was at you know 100 shows a year. 100 shows, maybe a, a year. little less. Yeah. Wow. 80 to 100. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And you're involved in the APA. You run the pool league. Here in Las Vegas. Yeah, so that Nevada. that's sort of funny because that was sort of my retirement plans, and uh, kind of ended up not being a retirement plan. So um, APA is the biggest, uh, largest pool league in the world, really. So I think quarter million member now. It's like a franchise operates over U.S., Japan, Canada, uh, I think Singapore now. So um, yeah, then I saw this guy had the franchise for sale here in Vegas. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I could you know kind of pick and choose my shows and you know decide what I'm gonna do. So I decided to buy it. Uh, it's not a cheap thing, so it's kind of an investment. And the guy kind of lied to me. I'll be honest with you. He says, oh, there's not a lot of work to do. It'll be pretty easy money. He's like, oh, perfect. That's what I need, right? And uh, that to actually run it well, it takes a lot of work. So I think we're probably putting in, it was my wife, I, I don't know, like 100 plus hours a week just on that job. Whoa. Uh, each of us, really. So it's uh, seven days a week, every day. Uh, we do take care of 800 plus people on a weekly oh basis. Oh my gosh, yeah. About uh, 30 venues from here to uh, Laughlin and even Kingman in Arizona. So How do you guys monetize those events? So this is a this is actually a very old school way again. So it's like people play league, on, so it's a handicap league. So mm-hmm. let's say you want to start a new pool team, uh, you maybe you know you're gonna be like an average player. It goes from one to nine in skill level or two to seven in eight ball. So you start as a three, and then we see how you get right. And then uh, they have uh, five people per team, five to eight people. You play five matches a night. Uh, skill level cap is 23, so you got to make sure you have different people all the time because if you just keep playing, you're going to get better, right? So you right. cannot have 7-7-7. Seven, seven, seven. It just won't work. So you always got to bring new people in, and most of the time, that's exactly what happened, right? Some dude want to play pool. It's like, man, I can't go on the team if I don't bring my girlfriend. So we bring their girlfriend, and then they start playing. They bring their girlfriend. It's like a... It's, it's kind like a of pyramid a scheme. Yeah, and it's a really fun <laughs> thing. And in all fairness, this is just an excuse to get out. Yeah. It's an excuse for people to get out, have a drink, and, and have fun. So That's fun. Are there a lot of women in the pool world? Almost 50% in our league. It's crazy, oh, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And That's they're really more fun cool. than the guys. I'll tell you that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so really cool. cool. As, as somebody who's a magician in a field that has 
in there, the past. There's so many magic clubs. What are some? It's like yeah. Society of American Magicians. Oh, for there's... sure. The International Brotherhood yeah. of Magicians. The, that's right. The IBM. Yes. Yep. There's the Magic Circle based in London. There's the Jeez. Academy of Magical Arts, which has the clubhouse. Are, are you, are you going to be like kidnapped if, by telling people all these secret societies? I was going to say, well, well I do not know anything of this stuff. Because mine is legal and public, right? Mm. They, they pay their money play. They get a lot back. And if you, you don't know, see we Jen next week, stuff, then we now we know why. Just give away the secret. I signed my magician's oath. But that's okay. We're allowed to speak about their existence as long as we don't reveal any coveted magic secrets. So or how to join them. Or how to join them. To join Wait, what's, them. The, what's the entry fee to join them then? Hold on. Your soul. Oh, your soul. Oh, wow. So you straight up selling soul to the devil? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's why I felt really uncomfortable. You're like, you don't have to sell your soul. I, I kind I of like, always expected it, really. So, you know. First, you have to uh, participate in an initiation in which Florian shoots a uh, pool ball at your. Oh, jeez. That's coming up next. But I think we have <laughs> my to. my favorite to, part of the show. We have to go to level five and hear. Actually, tell you what, it's not that bad, but, you know, all my friends in Finland always have tried to do this to me, but they get, like, an ice bath after. Oh, dude, yeah. There's no, no ice bath here, right? No, no, no. Oh, no, we would, we would die. That's we slacking that. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that hardcore. Level five, level five, here we go. <laughs> wow. Tell people where they could find you. And okay, so what you got going so, on? So they can find me pretty much everywhere. Just Google Venom Trick Shots. Uh, it was on S at the end. Uh, VenomTrickShot.com, my website. You can book all the stuff here, all the merch, and then otherwise Venom Trick Shots on YouTube. Venom Trick Shots official on Facebook and Instagram, and even TikTok, I think now. So yeah. there we go. And if you want to see an incredible show, besides of course Jen's. Florian's awesome. He just you're about to see what uh cool oh, yeah. show looks I'm a, like. I'm a lot more like less professional than her, sure, I would say, as sure. far as like the oh, setting goes. Did, oh, you, was awesome. you did some incredible shots, which you're about to see. First though, will you just tell everybody how you got your nickname Venom? Because people oh, may be wondering. Story. So actually it's my dad in a way. So uh so I started to learn this new trick, right? And I didn't know how to play. So I destroyed that first table and it was it was gnarly. So it just came, I was like, you're poison for the table, I can't even play there, blah, blah. And then they came in the US, still the store is like, oh, we gotta call you Venom, because poison doesn't sound too good. So it, it kind of stuck to it, and it, it's just great, actually. So it's got nothing to do with the superhero, nothing to do. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just kind of cool. <laughs> All right, everybody, you have to stay tuned to watch Venom do what he does best. That's his superhero name, always remember. Venom. Right. Sure. Mine is Spider-Man. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys outside. <laughs> See you guys outside. Hey, was it no level six? No. Do you want it? Do you want no. there to be? I could pour okay, it out. Okay, level a six, more. you guys. Here's what's what, about to what's happen. What's coming for level to level six? six. Right. Level six, I'm about to magically de-sweat us. That's right. We are going to become unsweaty and we're going to reappear at the pool table. We'll be teleported right there for level six. Check it out. That's level seven. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I ask for that? Oh my gosh, level seven. Oh, wait, whoa. I have a question, real oh question. How does your makeup still on? There's no wow. way. What kind of super oh, magical makeup is that? The magic you. of setting spray for any wow. ladies in our audience or men, whoever decides to wear makeup. Oh my gosh, I just shot sweat at the camera. I believe this is probably the best affiliate marketing you can get right there. Ooh, yeah. Sell makeup, guys. Right. All right, Dylan, get us out of here. Let us out. but that's good. Wow. It's all about having them frozen. If there's not, if there's a gap, like the energy doesn't go through. Right, right, like, right. Whoa. If you're wondering why I'm tapping them, just to make sure they stay in place. Hmm. If there's a gap, it just doesn't work, basically. Yeah. Is it good? Well, right now it is. Okay. <laughs>
gotta make sure it's perfect, otherwise it won't work. So you have to do this every time before a trick shot? It depends, I mean, you know. Whoa! A little, a little too hard, actually, hold I on. I made most of them. That's a pretty good first try, that's all I'm gonna say, okay? Whoa! That's so sick. Nice! Great job, you guys! Way to go! That's so cool! What? That's that amazing. was awesome. All right, that, that was four, right? Not too bad. Pool one on one. Several ways to uh, hold a pool key, right? All right, first your right heel, so that's perfect. You got the right way. Your left hand goes on the table. You got several ways. So this is what I call the open bridge. So you just raise the hand like this. Yeah, spread fingers, put the thumb right there. There you go. And then you have a groove for your cue, right? Okay. If that doesn't work, which looks to be working pretty good for you, you can do what I call the Spider-Man one. Spider-Man, do the spider sign like this, right there. Super easy as well. Yeah, you got it right on, solid. And then the third one is what we call the close bridge. This is a little trickier, like this. And then you make a tripod basically here, like this. Mm -hmm. So the thumb under, there, there you go. go. And then you join the finger. Yeah, yeah, so like this should be one spot. The index, uh, the thumb, and the other one right there. Right there, okay. And then spread the fingers again and use the flat of the hand to stay. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, keep your okay. pinky on the table. There you go. Table. Oh, I'm not having stable high tea. as possible. Yeah, that, that's just, that was a French way, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sophisticated way. I've never seen that like, on a full game. <laughs> it's all about stability, right? So you can be sophisticated later. It's all right. <laughs> okay, the next part is your right hand. Uh, basically, you try to be as, as uh, level as possible, as straight as possible, nothing like this, nothing like this. Okay. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And then you should be like a pendulum motion this way. Pendulum the shoulder basically kind of takes stay up and then the arm, forearm moves. Got it. Yeah, you pretty much got it. So you can do the open bridge, just spread the fingers. There you go, right on. And then boom. All right, so that's looking pretty good. Okay. We're going to try, okay? Let's do it. This is much tougher. You're gonna make the two in the side. Okay. Seven in the corner. Three goes one rail back here. Five goes out there. The reason I was asking if the table is straight because this may matter actually right now, but we'll see. Okay. So you're gonna have to shoot in between the seven and three, right in the middle. Right in the middle? Uh, okay. Yep, go get in position. Okay, right And then, there. yep, a little bit Let's below see. the center of the bowl. Below the center of the bowl. Not okay. too far, a little higher. A little higher. There you go, right? right. There. And it. basically blast it. Okay, pretty hard? Yep. Three, two. No! <laughs> oh, okay. That was it better. was looking good if you hit it right. That was better. Okay, see, that this was... is my key. I just always have to shoot like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can... All right yeah, give it, a, give it a try. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Close. Damn. So now we can adjust from there, right? Ah, oh, that's yeah. so neat. Okay. So how do we adjust this? Oh, let me think. That's cool. I think you just hit too much of this ball, probably. When uh, I said too I much, it's too full on the five, too if it makes sense, right? So a little okay. less five, probably. A little less five. And we're gonna go from there, see if that works. But the strength was fine? It was good. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Hmm. They bumped into each other. Strange. Oh, it's your table. That's my table. Yeah. Dang. Uh, See, Jen, that's why I you mean, weren't able to do it. It's all the table. I would have gotten it on that, the first that, try. That's, why, that's why you weren't able to do it. It's because it's, it's my table. table. Like <laughs> every problem, there's a solution. You just gotta find it. <laughs> so where's the solution? Impersonation of my first shot. It's like, it's like someone take, trying to do cardistry. 
It's like someone trying to do cardistry and they're like, yeah, well, it's not, it's the deck. It's the, it's, it's it's the, deck. the cards. It's just, uh, no, okay. it's some fanning. So I already find your adjustments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you already found the adjustment? Yeah. What's the adjustment? Oh. So basically you're going to have to, it's a little more complicated than it should be, honestly, for this shot. But I think it's because the felt is very uh, grabby. Okay. Like sometimes they slide a little more. This one grabs a lot. But it's okay. So your adjustment is you're going to have to hit less of the seven, more of this ball. Got it. Maybe a little harder than in case, right? Got it. And then on top of that, to make sure, so I'm going to basically put it right there. So basically shoot straight at it. I'm going to put a triangle. So that way, if, you, if that ball goes in, you'll never miss it. So shoot straight, literally yeah, straight. shoot straight in. Okay. Three, two. Oh, that's not hard enough. No, not hard enough. Good Damn. idea though. That is, that's a good one though. That, that, I would never, I never thought that that's what would have happened though. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna start my favorite thing. All right. We're gonna hustle him a little bit. I failed that one. You failed that one. So we're gonna put it the same way. It's all the table. <laughs> my table's too grabby. My table's too grabby. No. Yeah. If you have ball in hand and you try to make all of them, but you can't make it from here, right? Yeah. Take the ball, shoot it straight to the nine ball, see what it does. Straight yeah. to the nine ball? Yeah. Straight from here? So this one. How many balls do you think you're gonna make? They're all straight up, right? All of them? All of them? Okay. <laughs> do you want to bet? Yeah. Wait, so should I shoot down? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we're trying to. Okay. I, I think I got Trying to make fun of you right now, so. Straight, yeah? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. It's pretty hard, right? Yeah. Now, I bet you Jen is going to do it first try, all of them. Okay. <laughs> Take that bet. Shoot it straight in the middle of the triangle. Okay. That's it. Just, just like that? Mm -hmm. Hit it. Whoa. Whoa. Did I, yes, I did. No. I did say it, right? <laughs> I got the full shot in this time. I know, I know. Okay, so now this, those are what we call like hustler shots a little bit. Next time I play pool with my friends, I'm gonna do that. They're gonna get. They're gonna be like, oh hell, we're not playing with this guy. <laughs> you gotta make illegal contact with the five ball. So just hit the five ball. Okay. You cannot touch the stripes. You cannot jump it or do anything weird. You just basically gotta hit the five. Would you think possible? Without touching anything Without touching other than the, the nine five? or the ten. Yeah. You just have to hit the Where five. Where do you start? From there. From there. All right. I'm gonna show you how to make an easy. What? What easy if you? Drink what if or, you don't touch anything? What if you like just hit the edge, and the vibration? Somebody's getting there. Maybe. Okay. All right. Oh, but the, remember, the cue ball's gotta touch the five, right? Cue yeah. yeah. ball has to touch the five. Are you ready for it? Yes. Yep. So you gotta shoot it pretty soft there. Hopefully the table's kind of straight. Whoa! Oh, that's cool. Clever. <laughs> gotcha. So it's a, just a vibration. It was right on though. Wow. Very clever too. Cardistry. You almost that's, found something there. Uh, you could yeah. tell there's like. Yeah. That's all cardistry. That's so that is all that is, right? It's, yeah. Okay. You have to make the nine ball. You have to make the nine mm. ball, okay. What do you think? You wanna give it a few tries? Sure. Do, do you, or is the part of the trick figuring out from where? You have to make the nine ball here. Ah. Oh, well that's gotta be this way, right? Like that, there I and I guess. Back. It's pretty hard, right? That's really hard. How many tries do you think it's gonna take you? Like 50,000? Okay, I bet, you one, <laughs> I, I bet you one try I'll never miss. What? I don't I mean, know, I'm afraid the, too many smart people in the room, so... The, the only thing I can think of is that way and back, but that seems too hard. What if it's this was here? You can't really do it now, right? No. Right? Okay. Oh, okay, so that's... What if okay. this was here? Oh. Right, you can't do it either, huh? Dang. Hmm. 
Maybe you just pound right into it or something. And then this way. Oh man, I like this. What if, <laughs> what if this ball is here? And this ball here. And this ball here. Oh no. <laughs> Interesting. What? Super like... easy again. Okay, so let's see. If, if see, we hit straight into right. it. Man, you, you that, guys are right way there, too smart. Right. Obviously, boom, boom, boom. That's boom, gotta boom, be. Boom, boom. That's, but that's the only. <laughs> okay, that's the only. That is the only possible thing. That's not. No, no, that's not gonna work. No? <laughs> well, okay, what if. What if it's the. Oh, whatever you do. No, that's not gonna work. That's gotta be this way, right? Wait, okay, hold on. Because if this travels, what I'm imagining is if this kind of goes like this, if the, if the cue ball goes like that, it's this not, will then maybe be forced like, that no. way? No. No, this, this will bounce out like that. I love this part. Hold on. Damn. I think maybe you hit it down or something. Oh, you're right. You know, what if I told you this was none of that? No? No, it, it's actually super easy. It's, I feel like it's going to be a very gentle touch. So like whatever's going to be done, I feel like it'll be a yes, gentle touch. Yes, women thing. always right, huh? <laughs> really? Just like this. It's a gentle touch? Whoa. Now let's see what happened in slow-mo, right? But is Whoa. that legal? Well, that's debatable. If you do it quick, nobody knows. <laughs> Um, all right, so in pool, we use what we call the clock system, right? So if you go on the, this side, three o'clock, you get a spin. If you go on the other side, nine o'clock, you get another spin, right? Okay. okay. So if you put three o'clock on this ball, this ball is getting nine, nine o'clock because right. it's just like mechanic, right? Yeah, spin yeah. like this, right? Right. Okay, so it's the same thing. So essentially what I'm doing is I'm putting right spin on the ball, in part Whoa. left spin on the object ball. Can never miss it for That's even if cool. I try to. That's so cool. This is really I'll show you my favorite thing to do though. This is what I'm known for. I love learning new things. Yeah. I know, I know so. me too. All right, so this is what we call a mass A shot. We're gonna go and put a lot of backspin on the cue ball. It's gonna go all the way up into the one ball. It's gonna make the one in that corner pocket, comes back into the three to make the nine ball in the bottom corner. Okay. So a lot of backspin, wow. touch a left. Yeah, and I need to put the knee Whoa. on the table. Whoa. What? There you go. Whoa! That's one way to win a game, right? <laughs> Alright, so go right here, lay okay. down. Take Stand a nap, but don't take it too long, okay? Okay, what a, what a comfy, comfy it nap. It actually is not very comfy, sorry. <laughs> okay, so this one is, uh, is another mass, so a lot of curve, a lot of like spin on the ball. Yeah. This one is what I call the 50 50. Okay. Odds are pretty good, 50%. Goes here, <laughs> hits you in the head, stops somewhere there, whatever, right? right. It's not like you're famous or anything. Second 50% around your head, into the queue, comes back, hit the three, comes back, hit the nine. Yeah. I feel huh. like I should have come prepared with the helmet. <laughs> no, it's better without this it. This is sick. All right. All right, you okay. ready? Whoa. Whoa. All good. That's you so feel free to go. sick. I survived. I survived. Okay. That's so so cool. Nicely done. Now, wow. you think this was a little dangerous? Sounds kind of scary, right? It does. Doesn't it? It does. Alright, so let me see. Uh, so. This is so shiny. Yeah, it's clean. It's yeah. clean and shiny. I was in a zen state with my eyes closed, <laughs> so you'll have to fill me in on what happened. Actually, how many cues do you have here? Like through your head, through one ear, out the other. Right out the other ear. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if we can do this. What do you call this ball? It's called a mizzle ball, actually. Mizzle ball? Mizzle, yeah. Mizzle. Like it's got the mizzle. Yeah, like oh, chicken pox. Gotcha. Chicken box balls if you want to, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is what we call the railroad shot. Hopefully it works with those cubes, I think it will. Mm -hmm. The white ball goes here, just make a U-turn, comes back down, up the cues, down the cues, make the nine ball. Wow. 
Whoa. Oh, oh that's wow. neat. Wait, wouldn't more have done sp- it? More spin. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's so cool. No way. Oh, oh. so unlucky. Oh. To be fair. Could have moved it. I put it there. I could have moved it. I put it there though, to be fair. It's okay, don't worry. Oh. Adds a little drama to it. That's so cool though. Oh, that was sick. The way it gets on the rails is yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's a little, the pocket's not the best, but it works, trust so me. So cool. <laughs> what? That's sick. That's awesome. That was what? super cool. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now, this is pretty much the same idea, mm-hmm. and we can do it for you. So, you just shoot it this way. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's it, sick. Right? Okay, now that we made you feel better, yeah. I feel like it's time to make you feel less good. <laughs> sure. Um, do we have a shoe here? This is a little precision trick shot. You know, I know how you guys throw cards and stuff too, so this yeah. is my way of it. Mm. You're gonna hold the shoe like this. Okay. I don't believe that this is gonna happen. I think oh he's gonna cancel God. last second. <laughs> this is too far. This is far. This is too far. You ready? Okay, so um, this is what I call the nutcracker. <laughs> For good reason, really. But we're gonna try to shoot the cue ball inside the shoe. Really. <laughs> All right, ready? No, 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 that can't work. Wow, he's got no face in me. I know. Ah! What? Holy <laughs> shit. What the f***? Dude. That was, that was terrifying. Don't worry, it's just like a shot. It goes real quick, you don't feel it. What the f***? That was awesome. I was I swear, I was ready to catch the f***. Wow. <laughs> you were not even close, dude. It was already there when you jumped. So. I could tell. That goes so fast. Yeah, it's a little more powerful than cards, right? Yeah, yeah. oh my god. One of my good buddies, uh, Rick Smith, so I got shot cards at all time, but yeah, I still yeah. think cue balls are way worse, so. They are, I would say they are. <laughs> oh that god. was terrifying. Wow.